Welcome to Secure Podcast. I hope you can all feel my soul radiating through these frequencies. See you all on the other side. Hello everyone and welcome back. I am so excited to have you guys back. Today I'm going to be sharing a talk I did for Amigas for My Soul. They host a Motivational Monday once a month, the first Monday of every month, in which they choose a topic that's going to be discussed throughout their um, meetups um, that they have in different cities. So this is actually my first one that I do with them. And since this, I've actually been participating in more of their get-togethers, including a workshop head by Esther, which I will be speaking about in a coming podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. But I mean, aside from that, I just want to say thank you to Denise for being an incredible, incredible host and just being the sweetest throughout the entire process from the moment that she reached out to me to the moment that she emailed me this recording so that I can also post it on my podcast. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. And thank you for sharing your space with me and your platform with me. And this topic of how to get rid of or how to get out of toxic relationships is one that really hits close to home for me. I haven't yet spoken on my entire story and believe me everyone, I'm building up to that. I feel it coming soon. I'm going to be speaking more about my entire story and why getting rid of or getting out of toxic relationships hits so close to home for me. So in this, I just share what for me it is like or it should be like um kind of like the steps that you follow to get out of toxic relationships so i've been in a few so getting out of these relationships have become a sort of a a piece of wisdom that 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 i've earned throughout my life and I've, I've learned that I've been through a lot of things because I was meant to share these experiences with others and help others get through them. You know, looking back, I think that there was a lot of things or tips that had I known during those times of releasing these toxic relationships, it would have helped me move along a lot quicker. And although I am now at a place where I can comfortably say that I have a routine down or kind of a path down I'm still learning how to navigate that path it's still hard to navigate so I just want to share these tips and these steps that have worked so well for me and really have come from years of having to navigate through healing and releasing of toxicity toxic behaviors and toxic individuals so Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode that I am sharing from Amigas for My Soul, motivational Monday topic of getting rid of toxic relationships. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I want to start off by apologizing because I am still a little sick, so I'm trying not to cough. (laughs) and not to do anything weird with my nose. But if I do, I am so sorry for your ears. Um, So just kind of jumping right into this, 
where I've kind of pulled this advice is from a variety of different experiences that I've had with um, people who turned out to be pretty toxic for me. And it wasn't until this last uh, relationship that I was in that I was able to actually start recognizing patterns and things that I was doing and put them all together into what seemed like a plan and like a routine that I had been following. So I sat down and I and I tried to put it on paper for you guys. So I hope, I hope that it really does um, translate over and that you guys can feel kind of where I'm coming from. So what I'm going to be speaking to directly is specifically leaving a toxic romantic relationship. But this can be applied to friendships, to jobs, and even family members with just a few adjustments, of course, but nonetheless, the steps are pretty similar. So a toxic relationship is like a hole where if you're on the outside, you can see that it's dangerous and you wouldn't want to fall into it. The problem is that this same hole from the inside looks like an entire world that only gets dark sometimes and only is dangerous sometimes. And it's so similar to being on the outside of the hole that it can be difficult to realize that you have to get out of it. <clears throat> Figuring this out typically involves someone pointing out a behavior that seems unhealthy, um, a friend, a family member, um, a coworker, and they might ask you why you allow a certain person to do a certain thing to you, or maybe they might simply, it might just be you, and you're becoming aware of how you feel around said person. Your emotions might change when they're around, or maybe your emotions indicate that you're not being valued. Maybe you're starting to feel like you're not respected, or you feel like you're not being acknowledged. These are really important flags that I, we all must pay super, super close attention to. If you are listening in on this today, I can assume that you have already realized that the flags are here to move forward, or you're here to support someone in your life who might be in the situation similar to this. And if you're neither, then thank you for supporting and holding space for the rest of us. Moving on from a toxic relationship is a decision. It's a decision that we have to make so deep inside of our soul that sometimes it feels like we're peeling back our own skin, trying to get to the root of the problem. We get so used to something that brought us false comfort and false security at one time. We feel fear of the unknown, and, and sometimes it can feel daunting. To let go of someone that you are in a toxic relationship with can be as difficult as we decide to make it. And what do I mean by this? I mean that the decision to let go of a person and to grab onto ourselves is one of the biggest things that we do at the beginning of this journey. So the first thing you have to do is to be your own plan A. Decide to be your own comfort and security and decide to be your own best. And I can't stress this enough, everyone, because as you're continuing into the road and the path or the journey of letting go of people who are toxic, you're going to learn more and more that really it's all on you. The healing is on you. Everything is on you. You have all of the control in this decision. And as we move forward, you'll see why. And trust me, you're going to need yourself in order to heal from this. Toxicity can leave behind insecurities, anxiety, and confusion when faced with options different than what we're used to. 
kind of like if you were used to dealing with one way or used to dealing one way with your feelings in this relationship, now getting out of it, you now think a different way. And it feels foreign. It feels weird. It feels uncomfortable because it's out of what you're used to. This is why you need to work on yourself. You will have to trust yourself and learn to hear your intuition again. And oftentimes when we've spent so much time in that hole of that toxic relationship in that world as our reality, our intuition has been hushed or ignored. Your voice will feel louder and your vision will get clearer. And at first, it will feel weird, but allow it to play out. Have patience and trust that you know where to go. So what I mean by letting go, I mean stop talking to them, delete them from your social media, delete their numbers, block them on both as well. You can do that on your phone. And if you don't know how, DM me and I will teach you how to do it. Don't hang out with them and don't look for them and don't put yourself in situations where you might run into them. This includes talking about them to others and allowing others to talk to you about them. Begin to remove them from your space, your energy, and your visuals. And I think this is huge. I know that we're all kind of living in this time where blocking and deleting is such a big thing, but so is, like, ghosting and stuff, right? I think that it's really important to set set from the very beginning of boundary of, okay, this is the end of this relationship, whether it be romantic, friendship, a partnership, whatever it is, but if it was toxic to you, you need to have a clear line of it ending for yourself and for them because moving forward with trying to implement your boundaries, it's going to help so much more from if from the very beginning you take a step and take a stand in, in that in that very ending of that relationship. And it'll be different for everyone, right? We all have different ways that we deal with ending things and for me personally, I'm super I'm the type of person that's like I need a clear start and I need a clear ending. And that is in every type of relationship, right? I I I'm usually the one doing that. So I realized that this has been a huge part in my letting go and healing journey because it helps me as I'm moving forward. I don't have to backtrack and say, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I actually decided that you and I aren't going to be friends anymore. Um, I just didn't tell you because I don't want to hurt your feelings. But now that you're trying to jump back into my life, let me just be clear with you. I don't want to be your friend. That can set you off. It can throw you off course, especially if it comes at, in a phase where you're actually doing the heaviest of your healing. So it's better to get it done in the beginning, you know, from the moment that you realize, hey, I'm going to do this for myself, set that boundary, have that conversation. And if you need someone to help you with that, then, you know, bring in someone who can help you, someone who you confide in, and talk to them about how you want to do this. Get some advice, get some direction, you know. And it really will vary depending on on the severity of the relationship, how long you guys had this relationship for, and across all types of relationships. But the idea remains the same. You have to have a clear ending. Okay. After this letting go phase, you will then start feeling like you're gaining some momentum, right? Because you just 
you just made it clear. You just told this person. And, and this, even though it seems like a small feat, it's, it's a huge step. So once you make that step, the initial feeling is going to be, it's going to feel like you just started to gain momentum in something like, whoa, I really just cut this person out. Cool. I feel good. I feel great. My energy is back. That's how it's going to feel. You're starting to find a new routine or a new beat to your day-to-day. This is when you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're being honest with yourself about your feelings. Don't try to repress any emotions that might come up during this time. This is your most vulnerable time because you're finally starting to see the light through the clouds. However, it has not been long enough for you to have purged all of the collateral debris that toxicity leaves behind. You will have a clearer mind to sort through old habits and old patterns that you might want to leave behind. So take advantage of that clarity that you get during this stage to reevaluate your environment and how you're spending your time. Plan out some self-care routines and <coughs> excuse me, and check in with your connection with family and your day-to-day structure. You know, how are you connecting to your family? How are you connecting to yourself? How are you connecting to your day-to-day structure? And I want to point out the family can be whoever family is to you, not necessarily blood. And if the toxic relationships you're trying to shed are family, then your family is probably your friends or your significant other. So the connection to your day-to-day structure is just being aware and mindful throughout your day. What are you doing? What are you connecting to? Where can you make some changes that will help keep you moving forward with your healing and self-development? For me... Exercise has been one of the hardest things to do, and when I do make time for it, it's still the last thing I make time for. For me, this is a reality about my personality that I have realized I need to spend extra time on. Other self-care is easier for me, like keeping up with my nails and my eyebrows, switching out the radio and music often, and listening to podcasts that either teach me something about myself, teach me something about business, about being connected to myself, how to be more creative, or helps me heal emotionally. I sometimes will stay home and light a bunch of candles and blast music and dance alone. And this is the phase to go inward and be with yourself. It's your deep dive phase. Deep dive phase. Um, So this is really the time that you need to look at what you're feeling, right? Because in the beginning, you're going to hit the ground running. You're going to feel that momentum kick in like, cool, I got that out of my life. Now, what else do I want? What do I really want to do with all this free time I have or with this extra energy I have or now that I don't have this person? And you might be tempted to just pretend like you're good, but we have to be honest with ourselves. You have to feel whatever it is that you feel. And if you're missing that person, then you have to be honest with yourself about that. You have to be honest about what parts of them you miss. Or you have to be honest about if you're angry because you let or allowed a person to do such things to you. Whatever it is, not necessarily missing that person, but it could also be anger or sadness, you know, because you you spend so much time or you invested so much energy into this person. This is where you need to really pay attention to that. Make sure that you're not pushing those thoughts and those feelings away because you're feeling the momentum of, you know, freshly having let go of something, someone. It's really important because it's going to set the tone for for how you're going to face these feelings as you move 
through your, your journey to healing that, to letting go of it. Because letting go of a toxic relationship isn't a one and done. It's, it's, especially if you've been in the relationship, and we're talking romantically specifically right now, but if you've been in this relationship for years, it's not a one and done, and, and we all know that. So this phase is, is particularly important for the foundation of your entire journey. Think of it as laying down the gravel or digging in the space where your path is going to be built upon. So next, <clears throat> you find yourself with a view of the light at the surface. You've faced your fears or you've faced your feelings. You realize you're pissed or you realize you're upset with yourself because you allowed such and such thing to happen or you miss such person because you liked the way they did A, B, or C, which is all valid. All of that is valid. So once you start facing that, you're really going to have to start working on yourself, right? So when you're actually doing that, it's going to give you a sense of accomplishment and like, okay, I can do this. I can forgive myself. I can move forward with this. What else do I feel? What else do I feel? And then you're going to start getting to know yourself, you know, the, the version of you outside of that hole. So next, well, here, it, this is the time that you will realize that you're reacting differently to people. So because you're working through these emotions, you're not going to be, your personality is not going to be the same all around, right? Because you removed something that was deeply ingrained into your reactions, into your energy, into your, your mood. So you're not being triggered by things that used to bring up old wounds, but they might still be there. It's just you're starting to notice that things are different. This is because you were honest with yourself and you allowed yourself to heal whatever came up. Now you'll begin to solidify habits and set up goals in all the areas of your life that you want to manifest something in. So sit down and write a list of goals. Keep a daily or weekly journal and record gratitude lists and write how you feel. Pay attention to what lights you up. When do you feel your best? And what are you doing when you're feeling your best? Who are you around? Where are you? All of, these, all of these things are really important to take note of. Write them in your journal so that you can start seeing patterns in your behavior. Start seeing patterns in the way that your, your emotions are shifting. Take this time to align yourself with what makes you happy. Invest in yourself, however and whatever that means to you, whether it be emotional, like therapy, or financial, like learning about how to make money, or actually making money, or getting a new job. This is when you have the energy to create and to work. You will have the motivation and the drive to push through obstacles and other big changes coming your way. So make sure to apply this energy wisely. This can be called your manifestation phase. And the reason why is because in order to manifest things, you have to do the work, right? You have to remove the blockages. You have to remove the limited thinking. You have to remove your, you know, dark thoughts and all of that. So this is that phase is where you're actively facing your feelings, you're actively facing old stuff to come up, and then you're recognizing that, hey, I'm not reacting the way I used to, or I'm not feeling the way I used to feel, because you're working on these things, you know, and it could be things that come up from letting go of this person, or it could be things that come up from recognizing that you allowed to be in a situation like that for however long, and how that reflects 
on your self-worth and your value, right? So these are really deep things and, and, and they can get pretty dark for you to face when you are trying to heal from having someone toxic in your life like that. So while you're doing that, what you're doing is that you're sending out a message to like the world, to the universe, to other people that you are leveling up your self-worth because you're trying to become the better version of yourself. And what started that was you drawing a boundary to this person, this individual that wasn't bringing into your life what you believe that you deserve. So in doing that, you set off a domino effect of signs to the universe and to people that I deserve more, I deserve better, and I'm going to do the work to get that and to get there and to become that. So what you're doing is you're manifesting. The work that you're doing here is laying the next layer which is the what I deserve, what's going to strengthen my path in healing from this toxic relationship. <clears throat> Excuse me. After this phase, you enter the dark remembering phase. And this is when old triggers really come back to test you. Old people try to come back into your life or you might fall back into wanting this person back in your life. And what this means is that You've done the work, right? Or you're doing the work. Maybe you're transitioning into finishing off the work or getting into some other things that are not as heavy to kind of work through and heal through. But you're doing that. So you've manifested that you want more positive people in your life. You've manifested that you want more positive environments, positive experiences, and that is being called to you, right? You're calling in these these people and these experiences and these environments that are more suited to your self-worth, to the self-worth that you're working on believing and stepping into. So when you're doing that, what happens is that things start popping up. And, and what can happen is that you start trying to beat yourself up because you think that you made a mistake somewhere. Like, why am I still feeling these emotions? Why are memories coming up? Why is this person coming back into my life? Or why am I getting triggered for this that I thought I had already, already worked on? So this phase, and it's called a dark remembering phase because it's, it's kind of like when your body starts trying to bring back old habits because the change that's happening is so close to solidifying. It just wants to try one more time. Like, I wonder if this will work one more time. And it can be your body, it can be your memories, it could be your emotions, or it could be people, right? And and pretty much it's like God or the universe or spirit or however you refer to this higher authority. It's like strength training with you. It's It's testing you to see if you're really about leveling up you know are you really about letting go of this person because sometimes these these relationships these toxic relationships they just reach so deep into us that when you pull them out your body your soul your mind feels like you're taking away something that belongs there so this is the phase where you're working through that last tail end of the tunnel and it's like the curve where you see where the light is coming from, and it's just if, if you sprint, you'll make it out. 
so all these things start popping up, right? And and it, it's just because you're so close to the end. You're so close to getting over this this collateral, you know, leftover damage. So really the most important thing to do here is just don't beat yourself up. You know, don't don't beat yourself up for, for making mistakes here. And don't throw your arms up in the air if you do, like, oh, this is dumb, I'm tired, this is so hard. Don't, because when this starts happening, it's a sign that you're so close, you know. So if you can remind yourself of that, that you're so close to getting over this this toxicity and, and really releasing all of it, and let that fuel you, you know, let that give you more strength instead of allowing that to make you feel like you failed. And just remember, this is it's strength training, right? It's it's practicing your newfound skills. You've been going through the letting go. You've gone through the manifestation. You've gone through working, right? You're working through your own darkness, excuse me, and facing that. So when you get here, remind yourself of that and remind yourself of all the new resources, all the new tools you have, right? This is when you really put implementing these things that you've been practicing. This would be the best time to implement your new routines to the T. You know, if your if your new routines involve getting up at such time and going to place A and then going to place B or hanging out with person D or whatever, follow that to a T and don't allow these triggers, these obstacles to move you because that's the reason why they're coming up because you're making a change. And you might feel defeated. You might feel like maybe you've been doing it wrong, but just remember these these two things. There's no wrong, for one. There's no wrong way to do this. There's no wrong way to heal yourself. There's no wrong way to let go of a toxic person. You know, it's you're going to find your way along the way. So whenever you start feeling like maybe I did it wrong, just remind yourself there is no wrong. That doesn't exist. Whatever I'm doing... I'm doing because that's what works for me and that's how it works for me. And two, you've been doing the work, so you have to believe in yourself and your power to move through that dark remembering, to move through that last tail end before you get out of that toxicity. And sometimes old patterns try to sneak up to test us. But we, we when we remain consistent, we solidify the path that we've been building. It's like this is the drying of the cement of your path. <clears throat> or the paint drying on your yellow brick road. This is when the path you've been building, this is the path you've been building, and it will lead you to your wellness. It will lead you to your own wellness, and it is cemented. So when you're here, when you're at this place where you've been doing all the work and you're feeling like you're about to get there, you're almost done, and then, boom, things start coming at you. Things start triggering you. You start feeling like you're falling into old patterns, old behaviors, you know, just get up and continue your new routine. Get up and continue your new behaviors, your new, um, hang out with your new people, go and be in your new environment. Keep doing those things. And that's how you pass this last part of the healing journey. And in doing so, what you're really doing is cementing your own healing. So when you pass these last tests of the universe, God, spirit, your path becomes unmovable. 
that yellow brick road can't be moved. It can't be altered. And it leads to your healing. So the next time that, God forbid, you end up in another toxic relationship or you end up in a friendship with someone toxic, you have your yellow brick road. And although it's unmovable by others, you are the sole decider of where that goes, how it goes, and how it moves. So as you move through more relationships and as you move through more healing, you're the architect of that path. You're the only one that can take you to your healing. And it starts with the boundary and it ends with you refusing to give up on the work that you're doing. That's what solidifies your path. It's when you're facing things that make you feel like maybe you're falling back into it. And you say, hell no, there's no way. And you continue to move through it. That's that strength that you've been working for. That's that new perspective that you've been healing for. And that's that new path to your destination of healing that you've been building. So with that, I guess I just have one thing I want to say. Remember the time is not the value in this journey. The amount of time you spend on each one of these phases or the amount of time you spend on the entire thing, that's not the value in your journey. The value is in your healing. The value is in your healing. And I'll say it one more time for the people in the back. The value is in your healing. So it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. And it doesn't matter how long you were in that toxic relationship. And it doesn't matter what you allowed to happen. The value is not in that. The value is just you getting to your healing. And you will. You just have to keep believing in yourself and keep reminding yourself there's no wrong way to do it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to do this. So thank you, Denise. Thank you, Amigos for My Soul. And thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in on another episode. Thank you for joining me today. And I really hope that this resonated with more than one of you, or even if it was just one of you. I hope that it resonated powerfully enough to get you to make some changes. I know how difficult it can be to actually go through with these steps and actually follow through as you're getting into some of the nitty gritty of the healing process and um, also how difficult it can be to actually let go of some of these people patterns and behaviors so I just want to leave you all by saying that I'm extremely proud because by you listening and demonstrating curiosity in this topic you are already taking a step into the healing of your heart the releasing of old toxicity and the purging of pain and trauma so i'm very very proud of you as i am of myself and i hope that you continue on this journey and that we continue to grow and share space together and i hope that with today i was able to leave a little more secure in your space and leave a lot less silence in your hearts until next time babes